the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. If we come across a friend or a relative who's interested in Christianity, we will often give them a book, or ask them to listen to a sermon, or possibly nowadays, we give them a podcast. I know over the last uh, course of my life, I've given people copies of Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis's famous book, and said, here, read this. Just hope they can figure it out on their own. When we do this, we unconsciously are telling people that our faith is simply a philosophy, limited to what we think about God with our minds. We also approach growing in the faith in the same way. If we desire to mature and to grow, we are more likely to join a Bible study or a book group with the hopes of developing as a mature Christian. We are less likely to say to a friend, come to church with me, come pray with me, come worship with me. This is because we have wrongfully divided our belief from our prayer, our doctrine from our worship, and our faith from our practice. But in the scriptures and in the early church, belief and worship go together. They are inseparable. To be a Christian is to practice a certain set of beliefs, not merely to assent to some propositions. A saying developed in the early church that goes, lex orandi, lex credendi, which loosely translated from Latin means, the law of prayer is the law of our belief. Or in other words, how we pray is what we believe. To properly understand Christianity and to grow in our faith, we must be educated both in the life of prayer and in the knowledge and doctrine of our faith. The saying, lex orandi, lex credendi, has been widely used in the Anglican tradition because we do not have a dogmatic statement of faith. Rather, we have a liturgy and a common prayer book, which is our rule of our belief. If you want to learn about our faith, you need to come and worship with us for a while. You must come and pray with us. You simply cannot read about it in a book. It must be experienced. But because we are all born with different temperaments and interests, we tend to err on one of these two paths, the path of learning or the path of prayer. We will engage our minds in books of theology and spiritual writings, sometimes to the neglect of prayer, or we will devote large amounts of time to solitude and contemplation, sometimes to the neglect of study. But the reality is both of these paths are needful if we are engaged in a healthy and sustainable spiritual life. In today's collect, or prayer for the day, we ask that the Lord would mercifully receive our prayers that we may both perceive and know what we ought to do. I will repeat. We ask that the Lord would mercifully receive our prayers that we may both perceive and know what we ought to do. That is, how we ought to live in the circumstances that life throws at us. This is a pray-then-learn model to the Christian life. But too often we have followed a learn-then-pray model. A learn-then-pray model might say, 
Here, read this book, get it all figured out, and then come and pray. The learn-then-pray approach to faith follows a learn-then-do approach to life, which is definitely applicable in many situations, such as driving a car, taking a test, or building a house. I would hope that the contractor would learn the blueprints before he executed the job. But our relationship with God is less like building a house and more like a marriage. In fact, the scriptures use marriage as an archetype to describe the relationship between God and his people. To grow in a marriage, we start with committing to act in a certain way. We commit to love a particular person, and over time we get to know them in a deep and intimate way. If we try to gain all knowledge of the other person before we commit to loving them, we set ourselves up for an impossible situation destined for failure. As one preacher said, prayer is much more like falling in love than it is like diagramming a sentence or solving a geometric equation. True love, however, isn't just a feeling any more than it is simply a mental exercise. True love is a way of acting. It is the dedication of one's entire person to the welfare, honor, and praise of another person in every way that such a person is lovable, and in the case of fallen beings, despite everything that is unlovable. To grow in our faith and to mature as Christians, we need to commit to acting a certain way in relationship to God. This does not sound exciting when we reduce faith to commitments and behaviors, much like love doesn't sound romantic when we boil it down to some basic commitments. But in both cases, the key to our, it's the key to our spiritual growth and to our stability. We must commit ourselves to prayer, both privately and corporately, and we must commit ourselves to learning who God is. Like a marriage, we need the freedom to stumble and fall as we learn how to pray and as we learn how to worship. We might go through dry spells in our Christian life. And we might have high times of sweet union with God, but we cannot let our highs or our lows determine our commitment over time. God desires us to be faithful, and faithfulness in the Christian life is learned over time, just like any healthy relationship. As we are entering into Epiphany, the wise men are naturally at the forefront of our minds. And when we hear wise, we naturally think smart, knowledgeable, which of course they were. But their wisdom was matched by deep prayer. When the star led them to Christ, the first thing they did was fall on their knees in prayer. They offered sacrifice of praise. They didn't start with questions or intellectual curiosities. Rather, they started with prayer. Today, like the wise men of old, we make our journey towards Jesus in the liturgy. We start with prayer, confessing our unworthiness to stand before God, and we end with prayer, asking for the power and strength to do what we ought to do as we leave the church and go out into the world. Our prayer leads us into proper belief about God, who he is, 
and our relationship to God. In this new year, may our prayer be the prayer of the father of the diseased son who said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.